Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts, where your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Mahler, and it was a jam-packed weekend. Also, happy Martin Luther King Day, afternoon NBA today, which is going to be great, but fantastic yeah. weekend of football. It was. Um, basically, <clears throat> every underdog made a game <clears throat> made the game good. Obviously, Seattle couldn't keep it up, and that was just – what are you going to do when you're playing the next Tom Brady? Like, life is – life's not going to be easy for you. But, yeah, it was uh, it was fun, and then, yeah, the <clears> – <throat> so I stayed at the office for a bit after, and then I was headed home. So I – and I, I don't like to admit that sometimes, sometimes we pull a stream up while I'm driving. I don't watch it. I just have it, like, on so I can hear it when I'm driving home. Because I, I, that's not bad. You play it through the Bluetooth on the truck, and you can listen to the thing. And it was a, uh, it was a spot where it's like, all right, we're, get, you know, I'm sad about Cincinnati is going to lose. But like, well, we're going to hit our second half over. And then, just when I thought you couldn't get any dumber, um, we just uh, we fumble at the goal. Line. Not only the goal line fumble, but Sam Hubbard is a big fella. Like the the rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, ninety seven yards. That was a lot of fun. Good to get the early numbers. I know a lot of people in the deep dive Discord and the deep dive chat had grabbed Cincinnati minus five and a half, minus six, minus six and a half, all the way up. So congrats on those. Some of my bets pushed, which is a lot better than the alternative. Obviously, the second half getting there was great. Uh, we haven't done all the playoff just spots because we're busy men, but two and zero in the playoffs. We had a. Uh, the Jags minus three, and now the second half over in that one. We're going to do another one tonight, and then just programming note for anyone who watches the football content. Uh, six Central, seven Eastern. We're going to do a short recap show. I know we haven't got through all the games, but we know Dallas and Tampa Bay, and we're going to talk about that right now. We know where they're headed. They are headed to the Jeans, to uh, Northern California, San Francisco, the other NFC one is locked into place with Eagles Giants rubber match, which is going to be up in your neck of the woods. And then, uh, yeah, Dallas Tampa today. There are some threes showing. This is something that Drew pointed out to me because obviously all the he's Tampa big... Bay information. Yeah, and that, that's what he. I mean, he said that he's like kind of worries me that uh, we're getting all this positive news on Tampa Bay and the market is doing bupkis in that sense. We're not seeing any push towards Tampa. I don't know if, if, and you know, pro bettors, I think if they think the edge is big enough, they'll just keep betting something. I don't know if it's a case of they already got down what they wanted to get down on Tampa and we're fine because limits have been high for most of the week because it's damn playoffs or, or if there's something else at, at play here, but yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of steam on this over. Really, nothing coming in on the Tampa Bay side, despite the fact that you know that they got really good news along the defensive line over the past couple of weeks. They got great news in the secondary today, and Ryan Jensen was activated uh, to play tonight. So Tampa Bay is fully strength, full strength right now. And if the coaching doesn't screw it up, I don't understand why this hasn't pushed down to like a one and a half. So I'm, I'm adding some more. I have the teaser. So the first half of the teaser was dead in the water and then full Lazarus, full undertaker, Jeff. We got us some, uh, some Jaguars teaser leg. That was another one too. I, I mentioned this. I had, I had bet this 
when they had punted at like what was it 14 nothing i think i'd maybe it was seven nothing i'd bet some jaguars plus 10 and a half and i legit completely erased it from my mind when it was 27 nothing like 100 percent, it was good i didn't realize i had that bet again until i went back and looked at some you know some uh history when i was doing some book bookkeeping stuff i'd completely just written it off so i was happy to get that i honestly i just wanted the teaser leg cannot believe they won people are saying team of destiny so getting that half of the teaser leg was all oh, was awesome if you watched the show last week obviously <clears throat> this is the second half of the bath salt teaser with tampa plus eight and a half and yeah i'm just gonna take some plus 125 smaller bet but i am gonna add a little bit on this money line with all the good news my numbers make this a damn near pick em. getting plus 125 feels good so i hate his guts i don't like anything about him or his lifestyle but tom brady you're my boy tonight I can dig it. I mean, are we, are we teasing Tampa Bay with anything for next week? Should I have like a Tampa Bay Chiefs teaser in or something like that? Yeah, it's it's hard for me to it's hard for me to love this because you know I I have some futures tied to Jacksonville, but yeah, I mean a Tampa Bay Jackson or Tampa Bay Kansas City teaser uh, books have books got hit hard on the Giants yesterday. I'm not sure why. Um, I guess we had a, a week 18 matchup that really didn't show us anything. Both teams kept it really close to the vest there. But uh, the fact that the Giants are playing again on the road and Philly's essentially off a two-week bye, you know, that, that, that game was weird week 18. There was a lot of resting on the on the Giants' side. I guess, you know, Philly did play. They had to play. They had to win to get that done. But it wasn't much of a game. And the fact that that took a lot of Giants money yesterday was surprising, got pushed down to seven. It's up to seven and a half again, but uh, for sure, um, if you want to tease those two, if you want to tease Tampa and Philly, Tampa and KC, there's some really good options on the board today. Teaser playoffs, but I guess we'll bet something else tonight. Should we bet first touchdown score? I Yeah, it was pretty damn chalky uh, yesterday. Like all the chalk almost cashed, I'm pretty sure. It was. Well, you had Kirk nasty. Cousins. Kirk Cousins was a nice, big, fat number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Kirk. For some mind, JJ still scored. I thought he was in. He was. Dawson Knox didn't isn't quite chalk. He's sort of mid chalk, second tier chalk. No, he should be minus 110. He's the big tight end. <laughs> we do have a tight end tonight. A couple looks, a tight end, a wide receiver, naturally some quarterbacks and some defenses tonight. Um, Chris Godwin, this is a little bit of an off-market number. He is 11, 12 to 1 everywhere else. I think the 14, it was either at MGM, maybe DraftKings. Again, all these are at DraftKings, MGM, or FanDuel. I forget which particularly, but check all those books. You should be able to find these numbers. But, yeah, Chris Godwin, um, not sure why he isn't basically the same price as Mike Evans. Um, always gets a lot of targets um, for Tom Brady when he's healthy. Um, as you start to look at this Buc um, Cowboys defense, they give up a lot of touchdowns to wide receivers. So go ahead and grab Chris Godwin here again, just like this number at 14 had this closer to 10 myself dalton schultz uh buccaneers again very susceptible to tight end touchdowns dalton schultz has always been one of Dak prescott's favorite targets and continues to be 16 to 1 if you could find 14 to 1 or better go ahead and scoop that up that looks really nice 
give me both defenses here. Two teams that, um, you know, when the Buccaneers are healthy, they turn the ball over. And so do the Cowboys here. The Cowboys have had a couple touchdowns already this year. I don't believe the Buccaneers have one. But, again, two teams that are really good at turning the ball over. And we know that Tom Brady generally doesn't turn the ball over. Hasn't quite bit himself this year. Thrown some more interceptions. And I think, again, as they try to attack through the air, there'll be some more chances for turnovers. We know what Dak Prescott can do. So, um, hopefully we'll see a pick six here or maybe some special teams play. I'm not really sure. But, like both of these defensive numbers, had them closer to 20 than the 28 and 30 you're seeing. Dak Prescott, 30 to 1, um, had this closer to 21 myself. Uh, you know, as we saw, teams are a little more willing to run quarterback sneaks in this, some of these higher value games now that we're in the playoffs. You had, I think, three or four quarterback sneaks yesterday when they got close to the goal line. Um, much better rate than what we kind of saw all season. and something we generally see in the playoffs. So give me both quarterbacks here. Dak Prescott, 30, and Thomas Brady, 75 to 1. Again, last game of the season. Can't hold anything back. You cannot hold anything back. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to play all these for sure. Somebody in the chat is asking, I have a five-leg parlay that needs Dallas Moneyline. Should I cash out for a 200% profit? I hate answering hedge questions because it's it's personal. Like, it is really a personal decision. Like, it's almost never plus EV to hedge. Um, I, James James Mazzola, J-Maz, anyone knows him on Twitter, um, and Rufus said it a good way too, but I forget how he said it, but James and I were talking about it once and he basically said like, do you really need the money? Would you be, if it, if it's like a big chalky one where you laid a shitload to win like that same amount, like you bet a bunch of minus 800s to win, you know, like a minus 110 teaser or a minus 110 parlay, do you really, would you really be upset if you lost that stake? Or is the other side, do you think the other side is the right bet? Like if you think Tampa Bay wins tonight, then yeah, you should. And again, if you if the money is a big deal to you, or if you'd be upset if you lost your stake, in all those cases, I would hedge. And and if not, I just let it ride. If it's a you know a small stake to win a bunch of money, I usually just let those go. And I will say too, there is an option here where you could maybe take whatever you staked on it and just bet that on Tampa plus three, because there are some plus threes in the market. And then just God, God willing, and the creek don't rise for you. Giants or Giants. Dallas wins by one, two, or even three, and doesn't you know it doesn't affect that. Just pushes that bet. So you can shoot for a little bit of a middle there, but for the most part, I don't uh, I don't hedge very often, which is the bane of my existence when Colin Morikawa does what he does. So anyway, that is a good segue into golf. We are headed to the mainland after Siwoo Kim's big win. Um, congratulations to Noonan and Ron even uh, over on Betsports Golf. He added him live at 50 to 1 during the tournament. So everybody but me hit some Siwoo. I was paying attention to football on Sunday. So, uh, And I will say, too, we are running, because it was 45 to 1, we're running a $45 off promotion for the yearly sub over there at Betsports Golf. Check it out, BetsportsGolf.com. And then, yeah, this is a goofy one. It is played on three different courses over the course of Thursday, Friday, Saturday with everybody who makes the cut, 65 and ties, coming back to the PGA West course on Sunday and playing. It's hard this. to analyze. Yeah, it's this and the AT&T are the worst. They're just the worst Get trying the to figure this out. Yeah, it's it's tough because some of the courses don't have shot links. You're not getting all the data from them. I will say, Rom, despite his dominating performance on the islands, that's way too short. Like in in the spirit of horse racing betters, you should be looking to fade the favorite, try to find a horse to beat the favorite there. Uh, Xander had an MRI this week and is maybe going to play with a bad back. Betting him at 18 feels pretty bad. 
Um, yeah, out of anybody on this page, I'd think about, you know, I hate betting favorites, but I'd bet some Scotty at 12. Like, that's pretty good. Zal is a, a short number after not seeing him for a bit, you know, during the some of the swing season stuff. I know some people in on Cam Young. Uh, he's got his numbers got pushed down. I think uh, a couple smart people have played some Cam Young. So maybe something to look for. I'll have my outrights tomorrow when me and Noonan get together and talk about some golf for the Amex. Nothing yet, but yeah, it's fucked. You have to figure out three different courses, guys. So have fun with that. Hopefully we can just get through this California swing. Actually, I love waste management. Not in California, but it is a, it is a fun part of this. You know, you you go Hawaii, you go West coast, then you go Florida and then you kind of go all over God's creation. But uh, this this one features two of the worst tournaments for sure. Anytime you're moving people around, it's just a mess. But instead of bad things, let's talk about good things. And in celebration of Martin Luther King Day, we get back to the bubble schedule, something I ask for constantly. Afternoon NBA today. Um, the first game up this afternoon at 1 o'clock, the Celtics-Hornets. No plays for me there, but I do have two plays on the nine-game slate today. It's kind of fun, Andy. They stack everything up. We'll have NBA basketball right up until football and then right into tennis, which is excellent. It's like everybody was thinking about me today. Yeah. No, it's 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 cool. I know there are some people like to bet some unders today. They think people don't want to be playing on a holiday, and there there is some evidence uh, not not super big sample sizes but there have been a few games on martin luther king day where it's like man this one team didn't want to be here today but for the most part i I do think you you can't be like punting games i know rest is important and that happens sometimes but this is still this still counts in the record guys i mean correct me if i'm wrong right noobs they're going to count these games in the official record at the end of the year for they the are, class, and yeah, for I, sure. I think if you go back and look, a lot of that is some early start time stuff. Some of those teams were just bad teams anyway, so it's not like they were necessarily playing for anything too bad. But as I look at the schedule tonight, it should be a bunch of very good games. Again, first game up, Celtics-Hornets. That one probably won't be as much fun. The Bucks pacers looks like no Halliburton, so a couple big favorites here to start. But um, first up, a game that I think we'll see quite a bit of points on, and it looks like the market has moved with me here. Um, Warriors-Wizards was able to get this over at 233 this morning um, until even about an hour and a half ago. It looks like it's jumped all the way up to 236. So apologies, um, wouldn't play this number any higher than 234, maybe a 234 and a half if it starts to dip back down. But you know, at the end of the day, the Warriors have been a pretty bad road team this year. Um, pretty much all their wins coming on at home, uh, on the road, not just not covering, losing these games outright. And the Washington Wizards tonight should be very competitive. Maybe look at a Wizards team total over, and I might add the Wizards money line a little bit later. I want to see how the injury report shakes out here. But, uh, you know, again, the defending champion Golden State Warriors still have not sort of clicked or kicked themselves into gear here. And that doesn't mean they don't score points. It's just a defensive thing. They're not really locking down on some of these bad teams, again, especially on the road. So I had this total closer to 237 myself. So anything 234 and a half or better if that drips back down. Go ahead and scoop that up. Um, another play, the Suns team total under the Memphis Grizzlies have been really good against bad teams. And the Suns are a bad team. No Devin Booker, no Chris Paul, no Cameron Johnson. It's just an absolute mess. DeAndre Ayton seems to be playing for the opportunity to get traded at this point. This team is really not winning games. And outside of a pretty aberrant performance in Golden State has been brutal. Um, I had this 
total closer to 106, 106 and a half myself. The Grizzlies have been great, especially at home defensively against some of these teams. So expect them to lock down. And you know, normally you look at kind of a blowout where the Grizzlies are minus 10 and a half. That's my only concern. Those generally tend to be over games as things get out of control in the fourth quarter. But Memphis, again, a defensive team, even from some of their backups. So I think even in the fourth quarter, we should be just fine um, as long as the Suns again. Don't shoot 60% from three or something goofy. It's the sound of me knocking on wood because every time I say it, I feel like it happens. So give me Warriors-Wizards over 233. Suns team total under uh, 109. And again, might add some Wizards money line a little bit later. We'll see. And um, just bet against the Rockets in the fourth quarter. If you're up late enough watching this Lakers game, as soon as the fourth quarter starts, hit the Lakers button. We're just fading the Rockets in fourth quarter for the rest of the season because it is spectacular how bad they are and how good they are at losing those games. Brett Brown would be proud. Yeah, the poor the poor uh, Suns just played the three best teams in the Western Conference back-to-back-to-back. Tough goal for them. Are you betting on nerds? I am betting on nerds. It's a weird nerds. schedule. I, I will have more bets than this. I, I got a little busy this morning with some golf Is stuff. Is it a big but... college basketball thing? <clears throat> it's, it's not a huge slate, but I actually – really I have like – so – Again, maybe talking a little process, and I know you do this the same thing. You look at everything. Like, hey, there's all the games today. I'm going to see if uh, anything lines up. And and then you maybe have a smaller subset of games where I think I might be betting on this game uh, in this sense. I need to check X, Y, and Z, this player's availability, this injury, this travel you know, distance, or the length of time that it's been since they played the last game. You know, just a few little things here to – maybe push you on or off a bet. And right now I have like eight bets that I'm looking at. I'll, you know, I'll probably end up with two or three more, maybe four or five, who knows. But right now the, the one that did stick out was a Dartmouth bet um, in a bit of a weird spot because it is the Ivy League and it's a Monday Ivy League game. Maybe, yeah, it doesn't doesn't often happen. I know they, they tend to be the the uh, Friday, Saturday kind of games, but they pushed it to a weird spot. They're doing the, the schedule isn't what it used to be. And I have Dartmouth a little closer than this. I know Harvard's very good, but Dartmouth has been a, a really good offensive rebounding team. They've been decent uh, forcing turnovers. The offense in league play at least has been pretty decent. And yeah, Harvard's been a little inconsistent too. Harvard, uh, you know, Excuse me. Yeah, they, yeah, they are playing Harvard. I had to double check. I was looking back at this because I kept looking at the Yale game. That was a really nice win for uh, my Dartmouth. Jesus, Big Darts. Green. Is it Big Green? Like the stupid soccer movie. They they went and beat. They went and beat Yale up in New Haven. I'm guessing celebrated with some pretty good pizza after that. They beat Penn at home just now, and they're getting. I mean, this is probably why the market doesn't love them because. They're not a very good team. They're probably one of the worst teams in the in the Ivy, but it's still just league play. It's still not that big of a travel spot over to Dartmouth. So I'm, or excuse me, down to Harvard. So I am taking Dartmouth plus 10 here. Not, I'm not the biggest Harvard guy, I guess. The defense is very, very, very good. Um, so maybe a bit of a low scoring game too, where I think they can stay within the 10. I'll have some more, have some more stuff. And yeah, what a, what a win over Yale in the Cathedral of Sweat. The Whitney something pain gymnasium of, uh, you know, like uh, lifting giant triangle weights and stuff like they did 100 years ago. Uh, It should be fun, actually. That's an afternoon game, too. It'll be on at 2 o'clock. I like that. Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. I better hurry up and look at the rest of my bets. 
I forgot that we're probably going to, yeah. Hofstra Towson tips off in like 10 minutes. Georgetown, Villanova, Cornell, Columbia as well. Round, ooh, your explorers, short favorites over St. Joe's. Suck at St. Joe's. Suck at St. Joe's. Let's go. Just barely a real Philly team. Yeah, they're they're within city limits. We'll give it to them. The city limits just outside of St. Joe's. That's how unsure they were. St. Joe's is a sad place, people. Don't go to St. Joe's. There's a lot more fun places to go. Not getting any sponsorship from the Red Hawks, I guess. But um, inside the, the Melbourne Hawks? city limits, I think they're just the Hawks. Just the Hawks. Didn't sure. they were any specific hawk. Um, tennis doesn't start for a while. This is a nice one too. Like as I panicked because basketball starts now, you have the opposite of that. Like this, this tennis. A lot of this starts in the evening, or is this? Or am I am I wrong to say that? No, you're good. Everything the earliest matches start 7 p.m. Eastern here. And yeah, it, as much as I like getting up and having tennis on in the morning and throughout the day, it is nice to be able to sit and I get up this morning and all these lines are still a little bit soft and I have the day to kind of chew through some of this stuff as opposed to, you know, waking up and trying to get these in as quickly as possible because the matches are happening as we speak. But first up, and this will be in the first group of matches, Garbina Muguruza, um, all matches that I talked about before. So you probably have these bet, make sure um, you don't double down on them if you do. I mean, go ahead. I'm due for a bounce back after as bad as last night was. So 4-0, I think, coming in, or 5-0. There's even 5 on there. Let's do it. Um, Garbina Muguruza goes up against Elise Mertens. Um, a match that would have been much more exciting two to three years ago. Um, still should be pretty fun. Mertens has a decent level of talent. Muguruza really loves these courts. And at this point, you know, Andy, I start to take a look at this match. Neither one of them really in any form to be seen whatsoever. Uh, just going to go with a much better player here. As I look even at the last three months, six months, couple years, Garbina always the better player here against Mertens. So expect her to put Elise away. Had this closer to minus 140 myself. So anything 125 or better looks good. Yazeline Bonaventure playing the big underdog here. Katarina Alexandrova, um, some of the kind of hit a ceiling on her way to what we hoped was going to be a better career. Uh, does great indoors, but really hasn't been able to put it together outdoors and at some of these bigger events. These courts should be perfect for her. She has the power. She has the serve here to really be able to control points, but has struggled down under, has struggled the last few months, hasn't put together multiple wins at a tournament in a long time. Bonaventure comes in in very good form, qualified for her last event, made it all the way to the quarterfinals, comes in here, plenty of rest, starting to play some fantastic tennis. And I start to look over, you know, the last couple months as opposed to maybe a longer time frame, not quite, you know, good enough to be the favorite in this match. I still have Alexandrova ahead, but nowhere near a two to one underdog. So give me the 210 and the four games as well. Should be a close match, even if it goes two sets. Lucia Bronzetti, again, same thing, kind of a player in better form, getting better, going up against Laura C into uh, is on kind of the last legs of her WTA career. I think focused more on playing some doubles while she still has some juice left. Uh, just been really pitiful in singles. Ed Bronzetti closer to a minus 150 favorite. And then Anastasia Potapova goes up against Sloane Stevens. With all due respect to the American, it's been a long time since she's really been a deserving favorite in a match against a solid WTA player. Potapova is not going to really be bothered by anything Stevens does. Anastasia could be a little bit of an erratic player, but have her as a favorite in this match, closer to minus 125. Happy to take plus anything. There's a plus 110 out there. So give me an underdog, two short favorites, and then a big dog. Woof. Let's go. Let's go tennis. Let's go basketball. Let's go professional basketball. Let's go professional football. I do hate the fact that, like, the Niners played on Saturday and their opponent has to play on a Monday. Like, I haven't, maybe the schedule's out already and I just missed it. But 
damn it, like the Niners game better be on Sunday. So, um, because like, you're already get, losing two days of rest after you have to go play the Niners. So, if you yeah, have Niners futures, that's great. Sunday. I mean, good, good, good for the 49ers. So, Dan says it is on Sunday. I assumed like that would be super cruel to go Monday to Saturday. Uh, but a uh, little bit of an it's advantage there. There's a so. Monday night game, but it's Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, and I, I think my my Tampa Bay NFC number is like five or six to one because I bet it in like week five. So I have a Tampa Bay future, but not the terrible numbers. So we'll ride it. We'll go um, cheering for uh, some first touchdown scores. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see you at halftime with Drew. We'll try to keep our streak in the playoffs alive. And for me and Alex and producer Dan and everybody here, hit the thumbs up on the way out. Have a great Monday. Have a great Martin Luther King Day, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.